0: I am on a mission of sorts to go through every Full House episode in order and break it all down to give you the full feel of what Full House is all about. From character analysis to even a psychological breakdown, I am determined to get through all eight seasons of this phenomenal show. As always, I am your host, Amy, and thanks for joining me and becoming a part of my Full House family. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the What's This Full House Edition podcast. As always, I am your host, Amy, and today we're going to be going through season two, Episode number two called Tanner versus Gibbler. So, first and foremost, this is a groundbreaking episode. And I didn't even realize it at the end of the last one when I had said, I don't even know what this is about. I can't find my pamphlet, so I'm not even going to look. And then I, I looked up uh, when I was doing my research and everything and discovered this is a breakthrough episode, just groundbreaking. So if you hear me say the term breakthrough or groundbreaking, uh, this is it, people. This is it. So the air date on this one was October the 21st, 1988. This one was directed by a new guy. We haven't seen a new guy in a while. So this guy, is name is John Bo, Boab think I'm saying that correctly John Boab so he's a new one here I, I am not familiar with him this one was written by Lenny Ripps we are very familiar with Lenny Ripps at this point he's done a lot along with uh, Jeff Franklin here um, so here's a little description so after DJ and Kimmy have an argument it just may seem like their friendship is over forever also, we have some things going on with Jesse in this one. Also, some stuff going on with Danny in this one. So this is like a multiplicity of character stuff happening in here. Usually, an episode will really focus on like one or two characters and kind of what they're going through or an issue or a fun thing that they're, they've got going on. This one, we have like a conglomerate. And it's very interesting that we have this, like, bubble of different things happening here in this episode, which is really neat. I really like that fact here. So we start again in this one with a cold open. So like we've talked about in the last episode, I'm going to explain just a really quick cold open is like a little scene in the beginning before the theme song happens that kind of shows a little scene that may or may not have to do with the episode. In this in particular one, it did not have anything to do with the rest of the episode. It's just a cute little you know, um, kind of appetizer, if you will, into the episode. So you're intrigued by it. It's not just like, bam, there's a theme song and we're into the episode. Liking these cold open sequences. I think they're super cool. And I can't wait to get to one that actually has to do with the episode. But all in good time, my friends. So this cold open, we see Michelle in her nursery, riding on her little bouncy pony, which if you grew up in the late 80s or 90s, like myself, then you most definitely had one of these or got one for Christmas or something. Because this thing, I know somewhere in my stuff, I have a picture of me on one of these things. And those things were so much fun. And I remember getting mine. And my sister was so jealous of me because I got one. And I think I think she may or may not have pushed me off of it, so she could ride it, and so they were a lot of fun. They were really like an indoor bouncy toy, and uh, I don't know why they don't make them anymore. I wish that they did. They're they're so much fun. Maybe there's some kind of a safety hazard involved, or people got icky about them. Who knows? Anyway, let's get back to this. Okay, I'm running I'm running around here. So Jesse and Joey are in there and they're trying to get Michelle to go to bed. So Michelle keeps saying, no, 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 like every kid that age does. Trust me. I work around children all day, every day. The most the two words I hear the most are cute and no. Yeah. I do. So Joey says, is there a way that a two-year-old is smarter than us? And she finally responds, yes. (laughs) And that's it. That's the cold open. So then it starts the theme song for the episode. So last episode, I forgot to mention this also. This is the first season in which to feature, actually feature, Mary-Kate and Ashley in the beginning credits. So they have their own photo. Their own name is on on the screen right there. As we've discussed many times before in, in season one, she wasn't featured in this way at all. So there are so, so many new things that will happen in this episode, just like this. This is one I'd like to call, like I said, a breakthrough episode, since there are things that happen here that will last the lifetime of Of the series. This is a super important episode. I would call this just, you know, keep in mind these things, I suppose. So, the episode starts off with everyone getting ready in the morning. They're kind of in the kitchen, they're kind of doing this, that, and the other. Danny's giving Michelle a tip on how to use duct tape as a lint remover, like he wraps it around his hand, and he's just showing a cute little tip. And why he's showing a two-year-old is beyond me. Like, she's going to remember that. And we see Jesse is in the kitchen. He's rocking his new haircut. So, based on last episode, he's still got this new haircut. And he also has his exterminator uniform on. So, as of now, we're still in this job where he's the exterminator. And please just keep that in mind because... (laughs) it may or may not change in the coming episodes, if not the very next episode that we do. So please keep that in mind. So DJ is saying that she's planning to have Kimmy throw Kimmy a surprise birthday party. So She's like talking about what she's going to bring and all this. And so the phone rings and Danny goes to answer the phone and it's Danny's boss who says he has big news. So now Danny, of course, being himself, is all paranoid and he kind of rushes out of the door. So he leaves Stephanie then comes in and she has two beautiful little dresses in her hand. And she's asking, what dress would I look better in for DJ's party? But of course, DJ doesn't want her there because it's a party for sixth graders. And they discuss how DJ's in the sixth grade and Stephanie's in the first grade. Again, as I said in the last episode there, was there was no graduation for Stephanie from kindergarten to first grade, but still DJ, who's in the sixth grade, is still in elementary school because as we know, there is an episode that shows her starting junior high. So you're welcome for that revelation. So they start to argue back and forth Until Jesse and Joey intervene, interrupt it, pull them apart. And doesn't it remind you of a certain scene that we've already seen before? Yes, it reminded me of, I don't remember the the number of the episode, but it was Sisterly Love. That one with the Oat Boats commercial, one of my favorite episodes. So in that episode, they're they're in the same... They're pretty much in the same situation here. They're arguing, they're in the kitchen. Jesse and Joey have to break them up and and of course here comes Joey with a great idea just off the cuff. He says, "Oh, well, Stephanie, why don't we have our own super duper party upstairs during DJ's party so that she can go and have her time, DJ can have her time with Kimmy and it'll be great." Then Kimmy barges right in the house, and I'm so glad because Jessie finally addresses this issue. She is known to be just blatantly disrespectful. Like, she doesn't even think she's being disrespectful. She just is. <laughs> and Jessie is like, why do you just barge in to the house? Like, wh- what do you? Why do you do that? And so she continuously does this throughout the entire rest of the series. And so Kimmy actually has reasoning for her barging in, and it was that she did. She said, "I looked through the window. No one was in their underwear." <laughs> so in her mind, that gave her reason enough to just walk on in. And then she says, "When you're in your underwear, I knock." So she just, mind you, she never, ever knocks. I'm pretty sure she's never n- knocked once. <laughs> so it's a good thing. Nobody's walking around in their underwear. That's hilarious. So DJ tells Kimmy, come to my house at exactly seven o'clock. Cause we're going to go to the movies. But you know, Stephanie being Stephanie says, Movies, what about Kimmy's surprise party? So she just blows the cap off of this whole thing and ruins the surprise for Kimmy. And so DJ looks disappointed, um, as anyone would if a surprise party is totally just pff, destroyed. DJ's been planning this thing, you know, for however long, and now it's just been blown to smithereens because Stephanie's got a big mouth, you know, it's, it, you can't really blame Stephanie though. You really can't. She's what, what did I say? Five, six years old. You can't really blame the kid. So Kimmy anyway, seems excited about it. And she's like, don't worry. I'll act surprised. You know, she's being a cool friend right now. She's like, I'll act surprised. Don't worry about it. And Kimmy want Kimmy like asks DJ um, if she can invite her two friends from karate, Nina and Melissa, and and uh, it's weird because it seems like Kimmy was already planning on hanging out with them that day because she like had them on her mind. They probably had different plans, and Kimmy was like, Well, I'll probably be with them anyway on that day. So, why don't I just invite them to my party? Convenience, right? So, it's probably what she was thinking. So, DJ is like, Sure, yeah, it's your party. You know, invite whoever you want. And so, you know, Stephanie, we hear Stephanie say, How rude. And again, that's one of her catchphrases, and we love it, and it'll never get old, will it? Because I watched an entire collaboration video on YouTube of her saying, how rude, about a billion times, and it was all funny, and I loved it. And I, I suggest you go watch it. It'll just make your day. Anyway, then we have a scene change. Okay, guys, this is important, so I need you to pay attention. We have a scene change here where we are at a different set and It is a set for what looks like a TV show called Wake Up San Francisco. We see a man walking with a woman, showing her around. But who are they, you may ask. She says, I can't wait to meet my new co-host. And the man says, Danny Tanner should be here any second. So this is odd to me without the context, of course, since we've always known Danny to be a sports journalist for Channel 8 Action Sports. So now he's a co-host for what? Well, let's keep, let's keep listening to find out. Okay. Danny walks up to the man and says, there you are, Mr. Strobridge. Well, that tells me that this guy is Danny's boss, you know, the one who called him earlier with big news, big news. So he approaches it a little paranoid as he was earlier. And Mr. Strobridge says that tonight will be your last sports cast. And, you know, Danny is now all of his paranoias have come true. And he's just, I'm never late. I'm always here. I work on this day. Blah, blah, blah. And Mr. Strobridge stops him from acting all paranoid by introducing Danny to the woman that's there. And at seven minutes, two seconds, we see Danny meeting the one, the only Rebecca Donaldson. Come on down. So... He Danny thinks Rebecca's taking over his sports casting job at this point. So he's like, "Think of my kids." And he's like showing her photos of the girls and she even says, "Oh yeah, your kids are cute." And if you know what happens, and I'm not going to give any spoilers because uh, if you're listening this far in a, in my show and you've seen Full House more than once, you'll know what happens with Rebecca later on. So I think that that's really cool. She's like, your kids are cute, you know. And Mr. Strobridge then tells them that they will be hosting Wake Up San Francisco together. So Danny is so excited about it. And the boss is excited too and is happy with their chemistry. Now, Mr. Strobridge says that they will start the show on Monday and according to my research, the air date of this episode was October the 21st, 1988. That was a Friday. So they only have the weekend to prepare for this new show with two brand new people hosting this show. So Danny still isn't like 100% about Rebecca and asks her if like, she's ever even done a talk show before. And as a matter of fact, she has. She did an AM Omaha for two years. So there's a little history about her there. If, if you um, know where Omaha is, it's in Nebraska. So Nebraska becomes a big part of Rebecca. That's where she's from. So it's now the evening. We have a scene change. We're going back to the house here. It's now the evening time, and DJ is throwing Kimmy's party. All the friends are there, but Kimmy's not there yet. And the doorbell rings, and DJ even thinks that it's Kimmy, which is odd. Remember what I said? Kimmy never knocks. She doesn't. She, she's not going to unless, you know, someone's in their underwear. So she's not going to knock, and Stephanie is, 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 is crashing the party. She comes in wearing her nicest dress and gloves, and DJ is annoyed because Stephanie needs to leave and go upstairs and leave her alone and not ruin any more of this party. And while the door is still open, Kimmy again walks right on in. And of course, the element of surprise is gone. So Stephanie, again, she kind of Blew the cap off of it again by trying to look and act mature enough to go to this party. And then she ruined the element of surprise when she left the door open and Kimmy just walked right in. So Kimmy has in tow her friends, Nina and Melissa, from karate. Nina said that they wouldn't miss a party for their old pal, Cammy. Cammy interesting. And I just had a Raven Simone style psychic vision, everybody. Okay. What is my Okay. So we are going to go all the way back to season one, episode 18, just one of the guys where DJ's cousin Remember, he was played by her brother, Kirk Cameron. Okay, so his, her DJ's cousin, Steve, also calls Kimmy, Cammy. Here in, in this episode, Kimmy lets the name mistake slide because they wear lipstick. That's what Kimmy says. And in season one, episode 18, just one of the guys, she lets the mistake slide with Steve because she thinks... Steve is cute, so Kimmy just lets people sort of, kind of belittle her. As long as she looks cool and in, in their eyes, she'll she'll let them do it, which is kind of, kind of um, sad honestly. But anyway, Nina and Melissa want to trash the Tanner's house. Okay, mind you, these. These are like sixth graders. My biggest concern when I was a sixth grader was not missing the next episode of SpongeBob. I'm just saying these kids were trashing houses in the sixth grade. Oh, no. Nina and Melissa are a little older. They're in junior high. That's what they said. Anyway, still in junior high, I was like, when is SpongeBob going to come on? Like I was such a dweeb. These kids are like, let's call all the hot guys that we know to come over and trash the Tanner's house. Like, (laughs) these girls are complete strangers to DJ. Complete strangers. So right now is actually kind of a good time for me to take a short break, but I'll be right back right after this. All right, welcome back. So now we are at the part where Nina and Melissa are over. They're trying to like call these people to come over and trash the Tanner house to get the party going. Because in their eyes, DJ's party planning style is, is lame and they wanna pump up the jams and jam up the pumps if you know what I mean. So DJ stops them, which is very responsible for the way that DJ takes charge here literally takes the phone out of the girl's hand and hangs up the phone and tells them that this party is not for Nina and her friends, but for Kimmy and her friends. And I love this about DJ. She's finally, like, responsible right here. No adult is present. She is the one responsible for the house, the cleanliness of it, and the safety of others. Like, it's just amazing to me. So Nina and Melissa get get upset and they go to leave and tell Kimmy to come with them. And obviously DJ wants Kimmy to stay with her. Like DJ threw a party for her. Of of course she wants her to stay. But Kimmy chooses the dark side and, and goes with Nina and Melissa leaving DJ and all the other girls there without her. How embarrassing for DJ. Like, how embarrassing is that? If you threw a birthday party for your best friend and then they get there, see how lame it is, and leave with two other people for, the, for, for, for a cool factor. Like, it's sad. I'm sorry, but that's, like, ridiculous. So, of course, DJ feels terrible and embarrassed that she was just ditched by her so-called best friend. I mean, that's, that's, that's harsh, man. That's super harsh. So, okay, here we go. Another thing coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. This is something very important. So at 12 minutes, three seconds, we see the very first appearance of Mr. Bear sitting on Stephanie's bed along with all the other stuffed animals and also DJ's pillow person is there. We've seen Pillow Person in season one a couple of times. So as Stephanie has them all like lined up, she's playing school with them and DJ comes in from from school and Stephanie chats with her for a little bit and Stephanie in her imagination, she's like, Mr. Bear asks, why everyone at school was was calling you a geek burger? And then Stephanie started to defend DJ at school and then they started to call her a Burger Junior. So I guess that was a pretty bad insult, you know, back in the day. <laughs> I should start calling people that, Burger Junior. That's hilarious. All because DJ was responsible and didn't allow a junior high party to come trash her house. Okay. Now we have a small scene change where the family And Rebecca are all at the house about to watch the tape from the Wake Up San Francisco. So from the um, meeting of Danny and Rebecca to now, it must be like Monday night. There must have been some kind of days in between all that because now they've filmed Wake Up San Francisco. Mr. Strober said they would start work Monday. So it's got to be like Monday night. Um. Now that they're watching like the, the taped version of the first episode of Wake Up San Francisco. But Danny forgot his tape. But Rebecca had a backup, so she goes to get it. And guys, this is it. This is the moment that we've like been all been waiting for. For for two years, I've been waiting to do this. You have no idea. This has been an achievement. This is an achievement for me. So here we go. Okay, Rebecca goes to the door because that's where her bag is. She reaches in her bag to pull out the tape. And Jesse walks into the house and sees her standing there, says, have mercy. And this is the first time, everybody, Jesse and Rebecca meet. (gasps) Aren't you excited? Don't you know what this means? Don't you know what this means? Well, I won't tell. I won't tell everything on this episode. You'll just have to keep listening to find out. And if you don't know by now and you haven't seen Full House at all by any means, then uh, you're just going to have to wait because I'm not going to explain it here. So this is yet another breakthrough here on this one. Um, Rebecca insists now on being called Becky. So, (gasps) I'm excited. I'm so excited. Okay. Jesse and Becky go into the kitchen to chat just for a minute. They've just met. Um, Jesse says that he's attracted to comical women and she then says he re- he reminds her of someone and that someone is her little brother Corky. And she's like, he does that same cute Elvis voice. And Jesse's taken aback because he's like, you just compared me to your little brother? Like, he's kind of almost disgusted in a way. And he even says, she leaves to go back to the living room. And uh, he says, we are so far from where I want to be. What a line that is compared to where we end up. Don't you think? So they all sit down to watch the new show together. The phone rings and Jesse answers it and he answers the phone like it's kind of a scene change from the living room and this is must be later on in the evening. DJ's phone in her bedroom rings and Jesse like walks in there and answers it and it's for DJ obviously considering it's in her own room but DJ comes in, hangs it up, and sits on her bed because Jesse tells her that it was Kimmy on the phone. So she hangs it up, sits on her bed. Now I think this is the, um, we have the heart talk of the episode between Jesse and Joey. Um, they're both kind of tag teaming this together. So this reminded me also of, um, oh my goodness, what episode? What episode am I thinking of? What episode am I thinking of? If you can guess, I will give you a million dollars. Okay. And um, I have no idea. Um, but it's the one where she moves out into the, uh, into the garage. And uh, Jesse and Joey have to go and like, coerce her back in. So this was kind of like that. It was kind of both of them helping her once again. And so DJ opens up to them and expresses her aggression about Kimmy and says, Kimmy is her ex-best friend. Joey then pulls out for the books and says, the people that can hurt you the most are the people that you love the most. Mwah. Thank you, Joey, for that fortune cookie moment. I just can't. I can't take it with him and his eternal wisdom. I can't. I've talked about this before, how, how Joey has like the biggest insight on advice giving. And it's just incredible to me since, since you wouldn't even think he would be one, but he is. He's like the best one. For some crazy odd reason. I've talked about this before. How can Joey. Joey Gladstone. Be this way. But I love it. I love it. Okay. So. Then we hear Stephanie call out for DJ. And tell her. Kimmy is downstairs. So this is kind of a fast paced exit. um, Towards the end of the episode. This So goes really fast towards the end. So Kimmy's now downstairs. DJ's like, fine, I'll go talk to her. Even Jesse is touched by what Joey was saying to DJ. Jesse doesn't even have the words. He's like, I'm just, I'm touched. (laughs) And and it's amazing even to him. (laughs) So it's not just me. So DJ goes downstairs to talk to Kimmy. DJ, obviously, wants Kimmy to apologize, but the only reason she's there is because her mom told her to go get her birthday presents. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. So they argue again for a few minutes. They call each other some names and Kimmy starts to storm out and says to DJ, mail me my presents. But if you remember, she literally lives next door. So why? What's the need for mailing presents, you know, (laughs) but DJ stops her before she leaves. They both argue to make up, make up or their lives will be ruined and the show will be ruined too. Just, just saying. I mean, have you ever heard of Fuller house? I'm just saying. Okay. And, uh, and Kimmy eventually apologizes for literally everything she did to DJ. So she's really genuine here and she's like, I'm sorry for this and I'm sorry for that. And I'm sorry I said this and I'm sorry they treated you like this and da, 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 But I mean, it's really sweet of her to sit down with DJ and discuss this stuff. Cause I mean, when I grew up and, and my best friend and I, I don't think we really ever gotten like a lot of fights, um, maybe one really big fight, but at the end of it all, like it's all about like forgiveness and making up. And I've been best friends with this person for 22 years. I, there's no breaking this now. You know what I mean? So they've been friends for, I don't know, really, it doesn't never it never really says. But if you they go to school together, they're neighbors. They see each other all the time. You know they're with each other. They're so different too. These personalities, and um, DJ is kind of Kimmy's anchor in life, and Kimmy is just kind of like this, you know, raccoon with rabies, just bouncing off the walls everywhere, and and DJ's like. What are you doing? Where are you going? I need to help you in life. You know, she's just kind of like corralling her into this. I'm here for you. And so is my family. And we all love you. So Kimmy can have this like assurance, you know, like she can rely on the tanners, for whatever. And apparently, Kimmy's parents rely on the Tanners too because Kimmy's been grounded there before. Kimmy barges right into their house many, many, many times. She's there all the time. She goes to the amusement parks with them. Like, Kimmy's parents just are like, go. And Kimmy is there. And I think really it's because, like, she knows these people care so much about her and she has a safe place to go. And she has somebody her age and that's also a female that she can go hang out with and have stuff in common with and i think this realization here in this episode is that like it's crazy because they go on to say that once nina and melissa and kimmy all left dj's party and went to the mall nina and melissa ditched kimmy to go like hang out with some guys and kimmy I think had like this realization like, me ditching DJ's friendship isn't worth these people who just, who just like hang out with me because I wanna hang out with them to make myself look cool type of a thing, if that makes sense. But Kimmy now knows like the real reality of this is like DJ's never gonna do that. DJ's never gonna ditch her at the mall. DJ's never gonna make her feel bad or try to hurt her in any way. So Kimmy's really just, you know, asking for forgiveness, and DJ's quick to to give it to her. So they hug, and they're all made up, and DJ runs... And gets Kimmy her presents. She's like, let me go get you your present. Because she's still so excited about this party she never got to have. And all the presents are still there. And she just wants Kimmy to enjoy a portion of her birthday. Because she got ditched on her own birthday by these two girls. You know what I mean? So she wanted Kimmy to just have a, have a moment with her best friend. And, and, and DJ's like, let's open all the presents and then we'll go to the mall and we'll exchange everything. And Kimmy's like, well, what if I like it? DJ's like, trust me, you won't. I've already opened all of them for you. So I, that's such a best friend thing to do. You know, inspecting your best friend's birthday presents and then being like, you're not going to like that. You're not going to like that. We'll just go to the mall and go shopping. (laughs) And that's really fun. You know, that's really cool and a really strong, I think. Bond is created. You know, they're bonded before this, you know, in a best friend type of a way, but I think here it's strengthened and uh, we see it strengthen more and more throughout the series. And this is like, I think, a stepping stone to that. And guys, that's it. That is today's episode. And I just want to go through because, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, we have one, two, three, four, we have five. Guest stars? Five actual guest stars in this episode. This is insane. We haven't had this many guest stars in probably ever. Um, I can't remember. Maybe Sea Cruise, episode five of season one. Sea Cruise. Oh, goodness me. Oh. So we're going to go through and Go through these guest stars. So first and foremost, we have Andrea Barber returning as Kimmy Gibbler, and of course, we've seen Kimmy before, and we will most definitely see her again. And I'm just waiting. I'm waiting patiently for the for her to be in the beginning credit sequence theme song because I know what happens. I think it might happen in season four, but I could be wrong. I know for a fact that it's in the later seasons, like six through eight, maybe, but I'm just kind of waiting on that to happen. Our second guest star in this episode is Lori Laughlin. You probably know that name for some other reasons but today we're going to talk to her she plays the role of Rebecca Donaldson also known as Becky. So as we know this, Becky becomes a mainstay character in the series straight till the end of the show. So she is vital in the maturity of Jesse and vital in Danny's life as well. So Lori has also acted in many other TV shows and movies, and she she is most famous for, other than Full House, the Hallmark series entitled When Calls the Heart, so she was in that as well. And now we have Kimberly Dunham, who played Melissa, and Kimberly was only in four acting credits, according to her IMDb, which was four episodes of TV shows in the 80s. And there was nothing else after that. So I, I really don't think she acted for a long time. And she just did this one episode of Full House and a couple other things. And that was it. That was it. And uh, then we have Amy Foster, who played Nina. So Amy started acting in 1983. So five years prior to this episode airing and has been in actually quite a few things that I that I've seen on there. But her most known work is being in the 1980s TV show Punky Brewster, playing the role of Margot. So if you're familiar with Punky Brewster, she was also in that show as well. And now we have we have Richard Paul, who played the role of Mr. Strowbridge. So, So, Richard Paul, was um, he plays Mr. Strowbridge in a few more episodes of Full House. Um, one of my favorites coming up in season three, our very first telethon, he's in that one. And he was in a lot of stuff throughout the 80s. And he was in Happy Days. He was in a TV series called Hail to the Chief. Six episodes of that. And he was... He's just been in like one episode here and there. He was in a movie called The Princess Academy. Past the Ammo. Fall from Grace. He did a lot of stuff. He was in one episode of Who's the Boss? I'm looking at. So... Let's see. So he was in two episodes... A Full House in season two, one episode in season three, one episode in season five, one episode in season six, and one episode in season eight. So all together, one, two, three, four, five, six episodes of Full House, we see Richard Paul in. So how interesting that is. And looks like, according to this, he passed away. December the 25th 1998 so he died on Christmas about 10 years after this episode aired so it looks like he passed away and that's that's really sad we all miss Mr. Sturbridge and how great of a character he was in Full House and guys that's it that is all I have for today and I just I am so excited to have all these like new things go on in this episode. We have Danny and Becky meeting. We have Jesse and Becky meeting. We have the first appearance of Mr. Bear. We have we have Mary Kate Ashley in the beginning credits. We have the wake up San Francisco thing going on. Like there's just so much going on like in this one, and it's it's all very cool and very interesting and. Um, Really quick, I want to just go over one thing about what's going to happen in the next episode. So we're going to be doing episode number three of season two entitled, It's Not My Job. That one is coming up next. So a little description there. Jesse, so this one's going to be about Jesse, chooses music over the family exterminating business. Mm. A career move that really bugs his father. So that's a cute pun there. And that's all the info I'm going to give about that because this one's also kind of vital to the rest of the series. And a lot of really important conversation happens in this one. So tune in for that. That's going to be really good, really exciting, really good stuff coming up. Also, in about three episodes' time, One of my all-time favorite Full House episodes is coming up. And hopefully we can get our guest star on for that. That would just be amazing. It would be so good. It would be so good. So I can't wait to really do this. As I've said before, a lot of my favorite episodes are in season two. And they're just full of of comedic gold. And I love it. Okay, guys. That's going to do it for today. If you guys have any cool fun facts, trivia, would like a shout out, would like me to put you, you know, give your questions, answer your questions on the show, I'll be I'll be more than happy to do that. You can email me at fullhousepodcast01 at gmail.com. That's fullhousepodcast01 at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at what's this fullhouse edition podcast. My Instagram is What's this Full House? And you can listen all over across the internet. I am on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker Podcasts, and I am now on iHeartRadio. Yes ma'am, yes sir. I am on iHeartRadio. So you can just type in What's this What's this Full House Edition podcast and there you shall have it. Your full dose of Full House for the day. And guys, that is going to do it for today. As always, my name is Amy. Thanks for joining me and I will see you next time. The Full House Edition podcast has no affiliation with Full House or the Warner Brothers Studio. The views and opinions given by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies that they happen to work for. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.